You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. A polite woman, and she insisted that men not swear or use bad language around her. And she was known to gently correct them if they did. And despite this, she was suspected of several murders, although nothing was ever proven. Mm-hmm. But she was a lady, even though she killed a few people. Okay. So it is believed <laughs> that she was born in about 1829, but they really don't know where she came from. What is known is that the gambler who called herself Eleanor Dumont came to San Francisco in 1850 under the name of Simone Jules. So during the gold rush days, San Francisco was a town starved for women. And of course, gambling brought in the big money. So she went to work almost immediately at a place called the Bella Union, which was one of the great gambling houses in San Francisco. And she was hired as a card dealer and... uh, I'm only going to say this once, uh, possibly an entertainer. Uh, She attracted an impressive clientele and made a great deal of money. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that was a little unusual is when you went into these mining towns to gamble, most of them had men as card dealers. So just the fact that you were a woman actually uh, was an attraction uh, for men to come around your particular table if, if you were a woman. So anyway, she attracted a pretty impressive clientele and actually made a great deal of money. Now, in the Bella Union, or its rival place, a place called the Parker House, now this, I thought, was amazing. A dealer might make as much as 10000 to $20,000 a month uh, to rent a table in a good location. Oh, my. Just to rent the table. Uh-huh. Now, a private room could go for as, as high as $60,000 a month. So you can imagine how much money they're taking in, mm-hmm. profiting if they're paying that much in rent back then. Now, uh, Dumont, or Madame Mustache, liked the high-stakes games, and she rented the very best tables. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a day were wagered by miners who had money to burn and steam to blow off. Well, Dumont made a small fortune at the tables, but she was getting restless. And by 1854, at the age of 25, she saved enough money to open her own gambling house, which she called the Dumont House, and this was in Nevada City, California, which was basically gold country. Now, she spared no expense on the DeMont house. She shipped in the finest furniture, fixtures, money could buy, all that stuff. Uh, but she stocked the bar with the wide selection of exotic wines and liquors. Uh, her staff was very friendly. Uh, they were trained to pamper any man who had the money to pay his tab. And her establishment was considered an oasis in kind of a rough and a crude world. So when she opened, first opened her doors, drinks were on the house. Uh, and men were lined up to toast the new proprietor with uh, champagne. And uh, so obviously, free liquor, you know, you're going to attract a pretty good crowd. Now, DeMott never ran crooked tables, so she was known for being fair. She loved to gamble, and she was very successful. Playing cards came natural for her, and it seemed that she could actually look into the eye of a, an opponent or another gambler and read him like a book. However, uh, when it came to affairs of the heart, DeMont was not as successful. Now, 
I've got a picture of her here, and I'll describe that here in a minute. But uh, men paid a great deal of attention to her, and marriage proposals were, uh, you know, from successful businessmen were, if not a week, not daily, a weekly occurrence. So there's a bunch of men that, you know, wanted to marry the, the woman. But in Nevada City, she fell in love with a guy by the name, his last name was Waite. And he was a writer and a journalist for um, uh, the Nevada Journal. Now, she did everything to get him to return her love, but it didn't work. So, And she told him she was prepared to give up the, uh, quote, sporting life if he would marry her. But Waite wasn't interested. He enjoyed her company, but she just wasn't the sort of woman he wanted to marry. Uh, as I would say, it's not the take-home-to-mom type woman that, uh, you know, you'd take home to mom. You're on your own. You're doing very well. <laughs> I'm trying to be very careful. Oh, boy, you're walking on eggshells, and yet you haven't cracked one of them. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll try not to. Well, she got a little depressed because, you know, this weight guy wouldn't pay any attention to her, so she began drinking, uh, which something a careful gambler avoided. And soon the quick-witted gambler was off her game. Her guard was down. And she never saw the two-timing four-flusher coming to steal her heart and her money. A slick guy by the name of Lucky Dave. He came into her place and managed to talk her into taking him on as a junior partner. So he took over much of the day-to-day -day operation of her house, and for a while, things ran pretty good. He was paid a good wage, but he soon demanded full partnership. And then he became a little physically abusive and possessive. He wanted more control of her business. And Lucky Dave also began stealing from the house, which you just don't do that. So he was lining his own pockets. Well, by 1856, uh, Dumont came to her senses and fired him. Well, at this time, she was getting a little restless, so she sold her business and headed for Virginia City, Nevada, and the Comstock load. Now, Dumont made a good living there, but still, she wasn't quite over the journalist by the name of Waite, so she moved on to other boom towns in the area. She tried her luck in Columbia, California, Impatient, she headed to Bannock, Montana. In 1864, she opened up a really nice place uh, up there. And it was here that she picked up her famous nickname. Seems that there was a sore loser who had noticed the hair on Eleanor Dumont's upper lip, mm -hmm. which had gotten a little thicker of late. And as he left the table with his poke empty, no money, he kind of yelled back and called her Madam Mustache. Well, the name caught on. And like I say, I'm looking at a picture here, and uh, uh, yeah, I can definitely see who, uh, the nickname. But, uh, well, was she, was she at all attractive? The boomtowns, the Madam Mustache was ready to settle down. She wanted a quiet home away from the roulette wheels and the shuffle of cards and the smell of whiskey. And uh, she was kind of like an old gunfighter. Uh -huh. She had nothing left to prove, and she was ready to put down that deck of playing cards. Now, there had been many men, like say, in Madame Mustache life, but no one she wanted to put her brand on until she met a guy, a cattleman, named Jack McKnight. Mm -hmm. Now, keep that name in mind. Okay. Well, they got married. They bought a cattle ranch outside of Carson, Nevada. She had a beautiful ranch, really nice, money in the bank, and the man she loved. So, uh, what could go wrong, right? Well, it didn't take long before her perfect world came crashing down. One morning, she woke up, and... McKnight was gone. She discovered the man of her dreams was the stuff of nightmares. In addition to stealing her heart, he took her jewelry, her money, and cleaned out her bank account. Oh, my. Well, she had no choice but to go back to the gaming halls and uh, bars. 
she was pretty devastated, obviously, and depressed. So, you know, she started drinking a little more heavily than ever. And But she made one sacred promise to herself. She would personally track down and kill the man who had ripped away her savings, her dignity, and her hope for a peaceful retirement in the high desert. Well, she was not a stranger to weapons, and she knew how to pull back a hammer and squeeze the trigger. Now, it couldn't be proven, and she she denied it at the time, and most folks in the area are pretty sure that Madam Mustache tracked down McKnight and shot and killed him with her trusty 12-gauge. Oh, my. Now, some thought she had good reason to pull back the double hammers and that McKnight got what he deserved, and again, you know, there's some sympathy around there, so there really wasn't much done to investigate McKnight's death, you know. Uh, a double barrel shotgun, uh, they probably said, ah, it's just suicide, you know. Worst case of suicide they ever saw. So, Madam Mustache, she headed back to San Francisco and her old life at the gambling tables. Well, she stayed there until about 1869 and, and gambled with uh, some success, but she realized that she was not winning as many pots as she used to, so she set her sights on the mining camps of Montana. She also visited Deadwood, Dakota Territory, Cheyenne, Wyoming Territory, and actually flew up into Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Now, in Colorado City, Colorado, she reportedly bullwhipped a man who tried to cheat her. So, again, you kind of get the impression she was not a woman that you wanted to really mess with too much. Uh, but she ran a gambling parlor in Tombstone, Arizona uh, Territory. And this is when Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp uh, uh, are, you know, probably the most famous and deadliest gunmen in the West. They ruled the town at that time. So she probably, you know, met them, talked to them, and they probably visited her establishment. But anyway, despite her best efforts, uh, Madam Mustache never made the kind of money she did earlier in her career. So here we are, 1879. She's kind of disillusioned. She's tired of traveling, and by this time she was drinking pretty heavy, so she was dulled by the effects of the alcohol. Fifty years old, she was desperate to change her luck. Well, she headed to a place called Bodie, California. Now, this was a boom town high in the mountains. Well, she played her game, which was 21, in a place called the Grand Central Saloon. But she kept drawing bad cards. She had lost her edge, as well as her gambling stake, and before playing through the deck, she'd lost everything. She was completely broke. Well, someone offered her a bottle, and of course she was kind of numb by this time because of her bad luck, and well, she took that alcohol. She drank alone in the back of the saloon. Well, the next morning, Madam Mustache uh, was dead. Her body was found at 8 o'clock in the morning, and she actually was believed to have poisoned, taken some poison, but anyway, several days after her death, uh, the newspaper, the Sacramento Union, reported that a woman named Eleanor Dumont was found dead today, one mile out of town, having committed suicide, and then it made the note she was well-known in all the mining camps. So, out of respect for her, the folks of Bodie, California, took up a collection so she could be buried properly, even though she was a gambler and uh, had other interests. Um, she was a fallen woman, and they buried her in the cemetery. And that's the story of Madame Mustache. And I, I just got to describe this picture. I wish you would. You've been having me in suspenders for the last 19 minutes. Okay. This picture shows a lady, and I use that term loosely, with a nice 
big necklace on and she's got a dress a frilly type dress on uh, she has a real high afro type hairdo I mean it's, it's really high I'm looking looks like it's about four or five inches above her head oh my afro type hairdo really really dark eyebrows and a pretty dark mustache in fact uh, I experimented I put my hand over her hair and over from her chin down and she looks just like a man <laughs> I mean with that mustache and those dark eyebrows uh, so the fact that she attracted a lot of suitors that wanted to marry her uh, is a little surprising makes me wonder if they were more interested in her uh, money than her uh, features are you saying that on a 1 to 10 scale for being homely she was a 37 <laughs> well yeah, she was, she, yeah she, she, I mean, you know, there's a lot of women back there that were very attractive and very good looking, and we've talked about some of them, And uh, but Madam Mustache, gosh, you know, I'm thinking, why didn't you at least shave that thing off? You know? <laughs> well, yeah, but you never did really elaborate on other aspects of her life as far as how she made other part of her money. Now, I'd sure like to hear the rest of the story. Don't feel inhibited. <laughs> Oh, Zeb, you know, there's certain things that went along with saloons and gambling. And uh, entertainment, you know, like singing and dancing was part of that. Ah, uh, you don't say. <laughs> um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going down that road. <laughs> Well, I can certainly understand your trepidation, but uh, I, I hope you do. But anyway, Madam Mustache, uh, she had a lucrative life, and then all of a sudden lost it all. Yeah, like I said, that you know, it really surprised me when it says that the the people would actually uh, pay rent in these uh, place places of gambling, like the Bella Union and the Parker House. They'd pay $10,000 a month, up to $60,000 a month, just to rent a spot uh, to, to run a, you know, play 21 or whatever gambling they did. But And that was over 100, that, that, that was almost 200 years ago, 150, 160 years ago. Yeah. Wow. So I, I don't know what 10000 or 20000 in today's money, it's got to be, you know, maybe 8 or 10 times, you know. Uh, what it would be today. But, you know, you've had other stories on this program, and you've talked about it many, many times, about how they had everything. They had the world by the tail, and then all of a sudden lost it all. This isn't the first story you've had of this nature. Right, and, you know, you would think, and I think she did think, you know, okay, I've got the money, I'm, I'm going to leave it all, and she did. She bought that nice ranch, you know, she married that guy, uh, you know, uh, McKnight, and, you know, I think she did really want to, to make a, a clean getaway, so to speak, and, mm -hmm. and live the good life, and, uh, you know, this McKnight fella just took her, cleaned her out, took everything she had, and so she really had no, I guess, no choice but to go back to the gambling houses, but I, I think she, in all honesty, really wanted to get away from all of that, but... In the end, you know, it's really it's the alcohol that uh, brought her back down. Well, look at the money she saved on razor blades. <laughs> well, and I think hairdressers, because that hairdo, 
I mean, it's not. It's, it looks like a beehive, only there's no beehive. It's just afro-type, curly-type uh, hair. Uh, quite interesting. Well, in High forehead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just kind of an interesting lady. That, uh, uh, this picture, I, like I said, I'm glad I've got a picture because it really. That uh, brings it home what uh, what she really looks like. And, and you know what else is interesting? You take like uh, possibly literally literally hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions of dollars probably went through her hands during her lifetime, and they didn't save any of it. They didn't invest any of it in land or buildings or whatever. They let it all go. Yeah, uh, you know, like I say, this McKnight guy cleaned out her bank account, so. She must have been very, very trusting. I mean, obviously, she had enough money to buy, go buy a ranch, and this McKnight guy probably had nothing. Uh, and in the end, of course, he met his end with at the end of a double, double barrel shotgun. But by then, he probably spent all the money, and so there was nothing left. Mm. But she, like I say, she had a beautiful ranch. She had money in the bank. What she thought was the man she loved. You know, yeah, she could have gone and taken a small amount of money and gone to a school of chiropractory, and she could have ended up being a chiropractor right down the road from you. I don't know. She's uh, uh, interesting looking, and but she probably had a great personality. <laughs> <laughs> she probably just was a sweet lady with a good personality and probably fun to be around and... Uh, you know, I, I suspect that uh, when she was dealing cards, uh, she probably laughed and joked with the guys, and and that was an attraction, like I say, because most of the dealers were men. So, just the fact that you were a woman would attract more uh, people to come and sit at your table than if you were a man. Well, yeah, and then while she was playing poker, she could bite her upper lip, and nobody could tell if she was nervous. <laughs> well, if she drank some milk, I think you'd notice. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you did it again. Now, listen, doctor-history.com. Tell us, everybody out there in the audience, about how they can listen to all the past shows on Doctor History. Well, we've got about a dozen of the past shows on right now. We've got, uh, oh, the Alamo Creek Massacre, uh, Granny Remedies, the story about Hugh Glass, uh, Blackjack Ketchum. Uh, Soapy Smith, uh, we've got about the Cattle Stampede, uh, let's see, uh, I think there's a few others I'm, I'm not remembering right off the bat, but yeah, there's about a dozen stories on there right now, and each week uh, we'll add another one, and we tell the story on Tuesday, and usually by the time I get it downloaded onto the computer, onto the internet, it'll be either tonight or tomorrow, so usually by Wednesday we'll have it uh uh, on the internet, and they can go listen to those stories anytime. And uh, some people driving down the road, you know, with their smartphones, they can just uh, go right to our doctor-history.com site and listen to the stories as they're driving down the road. There you go, doctor-history.com. Better known as Dr. Ken Turner. God bless you, my dear friend, and I can't wait for next Tuesday. Thank you so much for being on the program. All right, take care. It's a great idea that he's put together, doctor-history.com. And be sure and go to that website, and you can download those anytime you want.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.